Greetings and welcome, true believers. It's time for another episode of All You Can Geek Gamecast, episode number 663. I'm your host with the most, Anthony Korkanakis, joined by Corey Feinstein. Yo, yo. And Mike Zanidi. What's up? Well, you threw me awesome. off with the stay at least. Uh, I was like, wait a second. He's got 19 inches of venom on the mind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jim, unfortunately, is uh, not with us this week. He's fine, just uh, swans with the little work. Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. he had to take care of that. And, cool know. year stuff for him. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, I do not envy that because that sounds like oh, a shit the worst. show. Yeah. Like that. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into what we've been up to. Uh, Mike, you haven't been here in two weeks. Why don't you kick some? I haven't been here for two weeks. I did go on a bachelor party and I brought my Switch. I've been playing Zelda like it's my job. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, because uh, like, I like it enough, but also I want to get it done t- so I can play Starfield <laughs> uh, without wanting to go back to it. Um, especially given some of the reports about how perseverance is a big part of enjoying Starfield, apparently. Um, yeah, but we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've I like it mostly. Um, I'm. Uh, I don't. How, do you guys? Uh, you did you not play this, Corey? Nope. Yeah. Um. What? <laughs> what is a reasonable amount of hearts to have going into like the end game? For hearts. I would or, say want fourteen ish. I would I feel say like Jim said he was okay. like low on them when you tried. Uh, right, well, I, first I have. I have fifteen, sixteen ish. Right. And um, <laughs> the other thing is I don't. The resources for these fairies to upgrade your armor is ridiculous. You spend all this time getting them unlocked. It, it reminds me a little of Elden Ring. It pisses me off, honestly. <laughs> it's just, it, there is some definite tedium to this game, um, especially when you play it like it's your job. But um, it was funny. I did bring it there, and I brought other stuff, too. I brought, like, Smash and Mario Kart and everything else. But no one wanted to really play anything and just watched me play this game. And, mm, my, and good. my one friend, Ryan, who went farther, he just wanted to tell me all these like secrets and shit. He's like, go there, do that. Far, you can farm this here. I'm like, oh, my God. All right. But I'm not <laughs> farming anything. I'm just doing what I can, grabbing stuff. And um, so I'm just, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm reasonably close to the end. I mean, minor spoilers for this half a year old game now. Um, I'm supposed to find the fifth sage now i have no idea where this person is Mm. i do have the master sword i did all that i've got the very disjointed story by flowing floating around um but yeah uh it's interesting it's good but i i think i'm reasonably close to the end i don't know i mean i i can be i don't i'm not sounds like it and based off I, of what you're saying, but I'm just as, guessing. Yeah, but as far as side stuff, if I was like being a completionist, I could spend another like two, three months in this game yeah. at least. Yeah, it's, sure. There's a lot. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely my favorite Zelda game so far. So there's <laughs> that. Um, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's been it. That's been the one game over and over, lots of time. <laughs> That's good. Nice. Uh, one thing I would say is the, the hearts are important, don't get me wrong, but the more important thing than that is getting armor up to I would say mm. at least two star, like two leveled up from the fairies. 
What um, um what like total armor rating would you say? Because I could get to like thirty ish. Thirty should be good. I mean, the more like so the thing they they do make you invest a lot into those things like the yeah the both the price and the pieces because that is mm. the most significant way to um up your durability in combat more than hearts like having all the hearts in the game with like 10, 10 or less armor is way worse than having like 10 hearts with 50 armor rating or something like that. Um, yeah. I still and, get, if I'm wearing something light, I still like get two hit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And th- and that's the thing is no matter, as long as you're at one heart or even like half a heart or one quarter of a heart, you can always just pause and eat food to replenish mm-hmm. your hearts. So it's really about just not getting one or two shot, right? Like that is what you want to avoid. Mm-hmm. So the armor rating helps you, uh, prevent that kind of stuff. Uh, and Churro just chimed in. I had so many hearts and crap armor and everything two shot at me constantly. Armor and battery. So yes, there you go. <laughs> um, so I definitely spent a little time. Um, and the thing is, like, you could you get a couple different armor sets. Uh, me, once I got comfortably leveled up with hearts, I just went for um, I think it was the Berserker armor set where it has a set bonus where it increases your attack the, uh, damage. Yeah, that's good. It's hard to. I don't remember the materials I need though f- to upgrade that to where yeah. it's it's like level four ish right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I did, maybe this was would have helped earlier, is like, um, I would just take a screenshot where it's like, hey, this is the items you need uh, to find to upgrade the yeah. item. I would just take a screenshot. That way, it, I could just like reference. I would just like hit the album button and be like, oh, that's. Like, I wish you could like maybe write a little caption with your pins. I have so many yeah. pins floating on the map. I'm like, what the fuck was that? I have no idea what <laughs> yeah, that it's is. Like, what does that mean anymore? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, cool. That's good. Uh, but yeah, you you could easily beat it within another like day or two session if you really wanted to. If you just want to critical path it from now on, uh, you can just do that. So yeah. Okay. I figured I probably could, but I have to actually. I'm gonna so far resist the urge to look up where the fuck this sage is. Um, yeah. Even though the, the, you didn't the pre-order are, that early access to Starfield, are, Mike. No, I'm not spending money when I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I pay for Game Pass. I'll, I'll I'll play it. I don't know when it goes live for us. I don't know if it's gonna be like midnight or 3 a.m. tonight or sometime uh, it tomorrow. Actually, it actually is live now. So. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Now that's hanging over me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay, cool. Corey, what have you been up to? Oh, Troy also just want to say congrats on getting ready to beat it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to play the Wrestle Quest during my lunch break, but this this past few lunches I've not Are been able to. So I've not that. made any. Yes, I've I not gotten that. any further. Funny. It is really, really neat. I have to say, I, I mean, I was enjoying it a bunch. I plan on playing it today, but then a bunch of stuff got out of whack. But I did get to play a little bit more Remnant Two, which is still pretty good. Uh, I enjoy enjoying that, and I think it's definitely much more enjoyable with people. It's one of those games where it's it's a good social game because it's kind of like you're just doing these runs. You're just going through a run uh, through a section, and then you clear the section, and then that's that part and then you just go upgrade your stuff and level up whatever and then you just do another run so it's very it's almost kind of like roguelike in a way where you're just doing the thing and then you know getting some ability or getting better stronger to do the next thing and it's random where you're going in the world so it's it's interesting because you can go into a game and never have seen this place before where 
you've been playing for like 10 hours more or longer than someone else so yeah. pretty cool <clears throat> I, I do appreciate that because it keeps everybody you know something fresh for everyone even though you may have played it longer or less uh that, yeah that's pretty much it then i um, mentioned earlier but i've been playing a lot of poker <laughs> so uh been playing a lot of poker recently as well going to the casinos trying to do as much live as i can but i did play online for a little bit and in new jersey you can play uh online for real money i was in a tournament which the first one i played in, in a long time i actually won it was two it was 200 people so i actually won it oh, so it was pretty fun. nice yeah. dude that was pretty neat do you, you don't want to announce your your winnings from that <laughs> i mean it was it was it was like chump change you know but it was around like 400 dollars that's it's not good. nothing. Yeah. That's a place. I, mean, I, I, place I go to man. the casino and I can. I so the okay Sunday during the week holiday week and I went and I, I came back up four hundred dollars on poker. So. Damn, nice. Yeah, you're yeah, doing it. Doing pretty good. There was a three hour poker game with like six seven people at this bachelor party that I was only in for about a half hour. I was kind of half hearted in it because mm-hmm. I was you know. Well, and you're playing not, like with friends and stuff. It's you know a little different because. Yeah, I, mean, I I lost ten dollars doing that. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, for as for me, um, I'm just juggling Octopath Traveler two. Uh, getting a bit more into that. Um, I'll say fourteen grinding the new event and Fall Guys grinding that pass. So uh, pretty mm-hmm. pretty nice. nice not this week. And uh, honestly, what we're about to get into, the reviews of Starfield have made me less pressure to beat Octopath. And I'm mm. like, maybe I'm just going to take my time until uh, yeah. Cyberpunk. You know what? That's the thing. Is it's hard to enjoy a game when you know it's a game you want to play that's coming up. But once you find out that game may not necessarily be an uh, immediate thing you have to go to, like it, you know, it can relieve some of that pressure and not make you feel like you're rushing through. Because I don't, that feeling sucks. I don't like, oh, I got to finish this game so I can go to this next thing. Right. right. It's like disservicing all the of game Zelda that you're playing. <laughs> But it's fine. And I feel like it's a disservice. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's get into it. That's probably uh, the big, <laughs> big yeah. surprise of the past week. So Starfield reviews uh, came out. Uh, they are all over the place. They are all over the place. I wouldn't say that. They're grouped like between seven and ten, pretty much. That's a big I mean, that's thirteen. <laughs> that's yeah. Like when you're talking about games, like most times it's like, okay, there'll be like six sevens, sevens, yeah, eights, right. know, nine but... tens. When you jump to that third number, it's like, wait a second, because a seven and a ten, that's yeah, a it big is interesting. gap. Yeah, I said it. it is interesting that there's multiple sevens and multiple tens. You don't mm-hmm. see that too often. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it goes to show that there's a. Uh... <laughs> I guess different ways to play this or people were expecting different things based on the marketing or no, with their familiarity with Bethesda or what, but definitely um, a little bit of controversy, uh, even though in the end it, it's meta score is what, like 87, 88. It's still, it's out of maybe, yeah, maybe year contention, but it's still like good. It's fine, but no, no, it's, it's definitely good. Don't get me wrong. Still good. Plenty of games are good mm-hmm. in that range. Very good. Uh, for me, I think it really just Microsoft needed this to be a home run, right? Yeah. Now, we've talked about this for years, right? We've talked about. I think it can't be a home run. Uh, the high eighties meta score. Um, 
I mean, it's a win for Microsoft, absolutely, right? But it's not the grand slam, like, damn, we nailed this out of the park. We're going to shut up right. everybody uh, that ever questioned, you know, our business practices. Or I don't know whatever. if that's ever going to happen. <laughs> no, well, they no, could have made, you know, something that actually rivaled Baldur's Gate or Tears. And I think it would have, you know, there still would be detractors. I mean, yeah, but I mean, with this, so th- there's some caveats here. So, like the the one caveat is a lot of the big publications didn't get review copies right away. We talked about this in the Discord, uh, and it felt like they were favoring um, more sites that had the ten point scale, right? Which mm-hmm. is easier to get that ninety plus Metacritic Open Critic score because out of five point scale, if you have a four out of five star game, which sounds great, right? That's your second yeah, high grading. It's an eighty. Equates- it, right, it equates to an 80, and that is terrible. So if you're my to Spanish it. teacher did not understand with her grading rubrics, because that whole Bs and Cs don't average out to Bs and Cs. It averages out to, like, a C, the way she does it out of five. Come on, yeah. Mrs. Salmon. Come on. <laughs> well, Mrs. Salmon, if you're listening to this, maybe uh, revisit that uh, the grade system. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, again, it, I think it's a good score, a very good score, I expect that to dip a little bit more, though, uh, as these other outlets that weren't provided review copies mm. are going to dig into that. Um, especially when we have the lowest scores from probably some of the most uh, notable uh, outlets like IGN and GameSpot. I think we're both two of the, the big sevens uh, out of tens for this mm. game. Which, uh, IGN is sort of doing this thing lately where they're, I think, intentionally going against their... Um, reputation a little bit lately with that mm-hmm. whole like you know that pro gamer versus journalism or something uh, no not pro gamer versus developer sort of like uh, diatribe video a little bit ago where the guy was talking about how you know devs shouldn't be upset about Baldur's Gate 3 being like an exception or being the new standard Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, yeah, they've been there's been intentionally, I think, you know, not being the shills that they were made out to be, and you know, being a little tougher on games than other things. So, I, I mean, I, that doesn't mean that this is like a false review. It's just that's the trend they're on right now. So, mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's the just interesting. You get like a seven from IGN. Even PC Gamer gave it seventy five, but then you get like Destructoid giving it a ten. And, What's interesting uh, is Games uh, Radar. I don't really know Games Radar, but they're giving it a ten the, um, five star. The uh, the uh, the guys in the old school magazines, obviously, they have lots of experience in other stuff. But like the Forbes and the Washington Post guys are both like you know tens, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, Gene Park and um, I don't remember the other guy, the Forbes guy that Paul Tassi or something. I think so. So it's it's interesting. Um, but yeah, and the the um, consensus when actually reading the content of these reviews, which you should do <laughs> instead of just looking at these numbers, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, um, they um, this beginning sucks pretty much. <laughs> like it starts out slow, like hours worth of slow, and then it also seems like a lot of them have changed their mind about the game, like twenty hours in, like twelve hours in, and then they love it so. That's good and bad, I guess, because that does bring up the the question of you know how long till you get to the fun, like how much do you yeah. do you need to put in before you you know want to like oh I'm actually enjoying myself. It's 
is it worth yeah. that time investment? Right, and that's the thing is, you know, for me reading the 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 content of these reviews, <clears> is, I got that consensus too. Is that from what I estimated, people are like the first fifteen hours kind of suck, and uh, but after that, you know, things open up, this opens up, and I think like you said, that one guy Gene Park was like, I actually recommend people speed run through the main story, and then just start New Game Plus, and it'll be way more interesting that way. I'm just like. What kind of game is better that way? Like, I, I can't think of a single game. Yeah. Where I would ever recommend being like, beat this um, game as fast as you can so you can go through it again and you'll enjoy it more. I'm like, what? It's funny, though, because he I actually uh, listened to a podcast he was on with um, another guy who liked the game. Um, I think some guy from Kind of Funny. And so he had that experience. And then this guy, who really liked the game, too, completely ignored the main quest and just like dug deep into the ship stuff. And so much so that like, they're like, you didn't meet this important character to get an important upgrade. He's like, no, I didn't do that yet. It's like you idiot, but he was having a good time. So it depends. Obviously if you want to role play real hard and be like a pirate, like that guy did that's there. I don't know. Relatively soon, maybe only after a couple hours or an hour. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. <laughs> Obviously, the other big thing is there's loads of loading screens. Apparently, nothing nothing is really seamless. Um, it still feels like a Bethesda game that way. Um, now, Most hopefully, the, the planets SS- are barren. <laughs> we knew that. I mean, yes, <laughs> it's Mass Effect hey, One Red Planets, but um, but. Apparently, also other people are like, "This is, you know, the space game they always wanted." They, I have heard the the magical Mass Effect meets Fallout uh, description, mm. which is exactly what I was looking for um, a few times. So, uh, it <laughs> your mileage may vary, is what I'm seeing here, but it seems like it'll take a bit of a commitment um, to get the most out of it, which. It's kind of fine. I think going into this, you would expect that this game was going to be beefy. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens if it gets if it drops even lower. But um, at least on the Starfield Reddit, which is not very indicative of anything other than people talking about it in that space, uh, the the sentiment was went from bad to back to good, which is weird. But people just get more time, and it seems like so. <laughs> I know I'm still excited about it. I'm not as hyped. I'm slightly disappointed. It's not going to really be like that 90, 92 that I was like thinking of, like hoping for, but I'm, I mean, I'm still, I still expect to fully like yeah, lose. Just, it is interesting to see how polarizing some of the reviews yeah, are as far as, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously because uh, like you said, a lot's riding on, it's reception mm-hmm. for Bethesda and Microsoft and game pass and everyone really involved. It's, it's more than just, you know, this game, but it's like a whole few companies are banking on this. Like, and so people, <laughs> you know, there's a lot on the line there, that whole 87 to 90, like those 3% matter a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, the I mean, overall, it seems you know, like the player count's doing well. pretty good for the uh, 
the early access. Um, but yeah, the Steam numbers that we have estimates for, or people that scrape data, um, seems pretty positive. So I think and that's with be... early access too. So right, that's with early access. So these people paid, you know, the hundred dollars or whatever. You know, the high tier. They paid for it, so they're going to do it. Right. I so if you have Game Pass already, you can you could have paid like thirty or forty dollars to do it too early. Yeah, which no, no, not for me. Okay. You know, for me personally, I'm disappointed because like none of the reviews I read gave me hope that I was going to get that deep RPG system that I was looking for. That was mm-hmm. my biggest criticism in Fallout Four because I've, I've heard 4, some things that it's it's more than Fallout Four, like and it's more like an Oblivion type thing. Um, I could see, you know, it, it's definitely better than Fallout 4. I think Fallout 4 is probably the worst uh, Bethesda game that, you know, did that. But uh, in terms of just, like, the companions and everything, like, I haven't heard anybody talk pos- positive things about companions. Uh, online, t- earlier today, I actually had somebody say that um, one of the Outer Wilds characters was way better than anybody they've met mm. in this game, which is just like, oh, shit, like, that's that doesn't bode well, because, like, Outer Wilds, they're, 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 they're okay, there were, but... There were two in outer worlds i liked uh pan am and uh the vicar guy mm-hmm. those were the two interesting ones um but no i again i've heard i've read a lot now i've heard some people praising both of those things that you know and then, then i've also heard someone say you know there's only one or two good companions as well i don't again i'm i don't know which counts as companions if it's the four romanceable or the next tier where there's all these other people i hope they have stuff tied to them but i don't know we'll see i just um it's definitely made having... me less interested but at the same time also more curious about like yeah. why is it so polarizing things. but like it's also something where i was like oh, i was on the fence so i probably don't need to do it now but yeah i am very curious to see where really, why people landed on what they landed. i really on. think it, it depends on what you had right because i mean for years they talked about this game in vague ways right i mean um mm-hmm. what's the name uh tim um, howard Tim. Todd Howard. Yeah, you're right. Todd talked about this game. It's like, oh, it's going to be the biggest, newest IP from, you know, our best developers, this other thing. And I get it and stuff like that. But, like, just to to hear how, you know, kind of things they were touting, like the Thousand Planets, which, you know, we all were skeptical about, right? Mm -hmm. You know, after being burned so many times, after the, you know, so much content being procedurally generated, right? Um, A lot of the planets being completely barren and actually, like, you know, a, a waste of time. I heard somebody say, don't even go into any of these, I don't know, whatever things on these small planets. You will spend more ammunition, you know, clearing out that outpost or whatever like that than you will get as a reward. So you're just saving your time and ammunition if you just don't do these anymore. I'm just like... The only time I think I... Again, I've read a lot of people talking about this game. The only time it sounded like it made sense was someone was wanted, like... And they wanted to go somewhere remote to build an outpost. That's like maybe the only time where going to a random mass planet made made sense to them. So right, and then you know the whole thing with the spaceship, where you know I just I feel like it's a disservice to have the spaceship and just have it be a glorified like oh, you know it's a skybox and you're gonna hit your limits and you know that's it. It's just, they're very far though, so someone. Drove in a direction for like seven hours to yeah, your through. girl Alana, Alana. yeah, Pierce. Seven um, hours she clipped through Pluto, I think, or something like that. Just the yeah, game was like yeah, uh, I don't care. But I mean, I do think there's a little more incentive to actually engage in the docking and dogfights to make your ship matter more, since you're not manually driving to each place. Um, I mean, and and you know, that's 
that's something I'm interested in to see how that works. Um, because you know, well, that's, hopefully that's, people get what they want from this game. It's like if you're going into it looking for something specific, hopefully that it provides. If you're it. going in apparently looking for like No Man's Sky, you're probably shit out of luck. Um, but for me, I was always going in looking for like Fallout meets Mass Effect, and I think mm-hmm. I might get something close to that. Um, I hope the companions are up to snuff. That's my biggest, still my biggest concern. Um, but otherwise, uh, I'm I'm ready to play the game. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm, I probably will be the first one of us, even though I'm still playing Zelda. So I'll, I'll, no, I'll probably boot it up. I want to at least try it out and stuff like that. But if it's one of the things where like an hour or two in, I'm bored as fuck. I'm gonna be like, yeah, this yeah. is going on the back burner. I don't. I don't need to do I this. mean, <laughs> the opening sounds bad. I, like, I already like, I just know the setting, and I'm like, oh, that is Mass Effect, but, you know, whatever. The setup sounds like Mass Effect, almost exactly, but less interesting, actually. <clears throat> yep. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we can go ahead and move on from that. Um, what do you have next? Uh, so the SAG AFTRA. I know we've been talking about strikes for months now on the movie uh, cast, but you're gonna get yeah. it here in the game cast. Yeah. So the SAG leading into every form of media that yep. you enjoy. So SAG AFTRA board unanimously voted unanimously to send strike authorization for the video game industry. Uh, the companies included are Insomniac, Disney, WB, Epic Games, Activision, and Electronic Arts. So what does this mean for us, Tony? What does this mean for the gaming world now? Because we oh, can't watch TV or movies. Get your backlog done. Just get it done. Mm. Get it done. Play the critically acclaimed Final Fantasy XIV with free trial now with the second expansion. Awesome. Luckily, oh, we awesome. have a stacked fall here that should last us most of the next year. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing, though, is I think this is both more important and more risky for the actors in video games because AI voice is way more you know, feasible, I think, than just like replacing like likenesses or whatever in, um, in real life. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of companies that would be happy to eliminate actors. And, uh, (laughs) some of them are looking for an excuse, I think. So this is, it's more risky, but it's also more important because we really don't want that. I'm sure it won't be good. And, (laughs) You know, video game acting is, uh, you know, we're we're just so, sort of getting to the point where people are actually, like, viewing video game voice actors the same way that you would view, you know, film actors. Like, that's just sort of been starting in the last few years, I feel like. And now for, like, you know, this AI thing looming and realizing that, well, granted, like, that, I go back to the Bayonetta, like, woman thing where... You learn two things. One, they don't get paid that much, but two, they don't work that much either for a game. So it's it's a tough, like slippery slope sort of where you wonder how much these devs and publishers really are going to be willing to give to them when they already can barely afford anything, it seems like. Um, I think the AI but, thing is going to be interesting because it's it, it's <laughs> close, but like human infliction and inflection uh, with yeah. the voices and stuff and the tones of human might, different people. Like, you right. know, it's... I, I also am afraid that you might get you back to, like, you know, 1995's days when, like, 
coder number 12 just like read stuff and that's what you're going to get like non-actors reading stuff and then they'll ai tone or change or whatever and make you know make inflections or make that reading like <laughs> be several people like i don't know they're Again, it's riskier because it can happen. Like I can see real games like replacing the need for actors, but at the same time, it's more important because that can happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we just talked about in the news the other week how um, Charles Martinet, right, uh, is no longer the voice of Mario, right? And I doubt Nintendo would do this uh, for sure, but uh, I could see a less or more nefarious company being like. You know what? We have so many voice clips of you. We don't need you anymore. Like we are, mm-hmm. we'll just recycle, right. reuse, we'll edit, we will AI. There's the shit definitely out of your voice. Past Nintendo games like that went like that. Uh, especially, uh, I think like the Mario Golf was like all recycled stuff. One of those older ones, like they they did do that, but yeah, it can happen again for sure. <laughs> um, Easier so, than yeah, ever now. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I definitely think it's important that. Uh, this gets stomped out quickly, and hopefully, you know, these companies involved are more willing to negotiate than the movie companies. Uh, unfortunately, we have a couple of these movie companies on here. No, uh, but hopefully, it does not last as long as uh, the writers' <laughs> strike goes on because uh, yes, it's uh, still going on. You know, yeah. or or just go back to the days where you know you have minimal voice acting in games. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. People will uh, figure it out. I guess <laughs> we'll see. Um, Sticking along with the bad news, Coalition um, Games is closing effective immediately. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, they were the What's ones who made the new, the new the new Saints Row. Is that who that was? Yeah, they were the Saints mm-hmm. Row developer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they I mean, sent a tweet. Yeah, I was going to say they haven't made a good Saints Row game in a while, though. So <laughs> I don't know what else they were doing. Yeah, so they came out with a, a statement on. I think they released on you know Twitter and everything like that. Said, uh, the Volition team has proudly created world-class entertainment for fans around the globe for 30 years. We've been driven by a passion for our community and always work to deliver joy, surprise, and delight. This past June, the Embracer Group announced a restructuring program to strengthen Embracer and maintain its position as a leader in the video game industry. As part of that program, they reevaluated strategic and operational goals and made the difficult decision to close Volition effective immediately. Delbert team, we are working to provide job assistance to help smooth the transition for our Volition family members. We thank our customers and fans around the world for all the love and support over the years. You'll always be in our hearts. So, really sucks. I mean, I've never been a fan mm-hmm. of those. I've never played those. But my understanding is, you know, they had a, a good dedicated audience. Yeah, like Something better than others. Right? The third one, I think, was the peak, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, yeah probably. probably. I, I think you enjoyed that and, one a lot, Corey, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. The big problem is the fans of the series didn't like this last one. Like, so right. and that's that fine. But it. I mean, like you know, the thing is, you tr- you know, sometimes you're going to fumble, and other times you're going to you know hit it out of the park. But now they're, they'll never get that chance, and you know, who knows what <laughs> if they'll ever get another Saints Row game now. And for me, this just really reiterates what we've been talking about this past year uh, or even longer with um, you know acquisitions, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, Embracer Group was writing checks they couldn't cash, acquiring all these fucking developers and studios, and we're like, what, where are you getting all this money? Where's all <laughs> the money come from? Where's the games? Like, where are you coming are out they? with games to, to offset this? <laughs> and just... uh, 
yeah, a lot of companies just got hurt. And, you know, as we've always said, especially, you know, again, I'll cite uh, Jason Schreier's um, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. All these developers, they're, they're losing their job. Yeah, some of them will land on their feet. Some of them will go back into the industry, you know, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. Not everybody. And uh, that's, a, that's a real shame because, as we can see, you know, as games have gotten harder and more complicated and bigger budget and, you know, now five plus years to develop games, uh, we need those people with the experience, right? So anytime you're losing a pool of people that had the experience and they're just like, you know what? Fuck the game industry. I'm just going to go into the private industry, you know, or an adjacent entertainment industry, you know, if that gets better over there. Um, and just, especially with Activision Blizzard, right? You know, with with that coming, oh man, I could see them just call, I mean, they'll call a lot of people redundancy, you know, like marketing or, you know, Mm-hmm. PR or whatnot, but uh, Microsoft, uh, you know, they've shown this year already that they have no problems just calling like ten thousand no. people at a time. So, yeah, no, and the press reset book that he did was the second one. That was even yes. more on about yeah. the the closures and the effect that it has on the developers and the people. And and yeah, I you know hope I'm hoping everybody can land on their feet and be okay. But definitely, they will not be jobs for everyone unfortunately and the way that a lot of these companies are going about things just cycling through people like you know the machine that they are it's unfortunate but is the way it is and that's why we're where we are right now with everything and hopefully uh we get people that are able to hold on to their jobs and make good games because we love this industry we want to see it succeed but they just yep. get burnt out as well. So you get like people losing their jobs because companies are just not able After to... After being crunched, right? After being right, crunched. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, we just crunched yeah. for two years for this fucking game and now we're letting people... I mean, that happened at CD Projekt Red. Mm-hmm. You know, they laid off yeah. people right after Cyberpunk, you know, and stuff like that. And it's just like, mm-hmm. shit, man. Like, you just work them for a year straight or whatever it was. And it's just awful. Yeah. But uh, Bracer Group just always seemed like, you know, some like Bond henchman villain like anonymous cabal like companies they're video pie. game companies like what the who where did they come from they just seem like an acquisition company and that's it like they're they mm-hmm. seem and like the people that are you know they're getting affected the most the ones that are not making any of the money that are yeah uh, this so yeah yeah. Uh, so then, moving on, just uh, one quick more uh, bit of news in the uh, Tony was right column. Uh, oh, straight know. animated movie in the works by Annapurna Animation. So again, yeah. just pointing out, like the cat. Everybody's, yep, the cat, game, the cat game. Oh, for yep. fuck's sake. Yep. So <laughs> you know, I, I I told you that as soon as Mario hit that billion dollar, I told you you were going to see this. Like, yeah, but that's not like a. Real video game IP. It just happened once. All Doesn't right. matter. What? Doesn't matter, man. Doesn't matter. Happening. Like, you know. So, uh, and I think with a cat, actually, I think it might do better. I think even Jim. I wish he was on this episode. Yeah. But, uh, He's the one that played I, that game. No, no. That's. I think he played that, but I also think he tried to have his, you know, stepdaughter play it. Yeah. And it was a little too hard for her, but you know, she would enjoy him watching him, him play that. Right. So. Right. This is a movie that would be for her, where it's like, oh, it's based yeah. on that video game yes. that I couldn't play, right? And stuff like that. So, um, I mean, you know, we're getting a lot of it. I mean, we, Gran Turismo, we just talked about in the movie yeah, cast. Gran Turismo. You know what? Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, I should have mentioned on the movie cast, but I heard Twisted Metal is actually pretty good. 
Um, the first episode yeah. was fine. Like I had no yeah. problem. With it. It's just I don't know if I'd invest more time into yeah, it. Yeah. But the first episode wasn't bad. It's just yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> then Twisted Metal's out there. Obviously, we had The Last of Us earlier and Mario and a whole bunch of Jack and Daxter coming soon. Yep. Oh, yeah, we talked about Somehow. Jack and Daxter last week. <laughs> yep. Crash Bandicoot's next. Um, oh but yeah, and then our final final bit of news. Um, probably the hottest uh, take of the past week, which is impressive Ooh. for a Starfield you know, review thing. Uh, but Sony announced price increases for all the PlayStation Plus tiers across the yes. board, jumping from, at least in America, from the $60 a year all the way to $80 a year for the base ones. And Ooh. all the other subsequent ones went up 30%. Yikes. Yeah. I'm mean, jumping on that that bandwagon uh that bean <laughs> bandwagon. It's like, oh hey, you're going up, we'll go up with you. Yeah. Let's do it. It would be one I mean they don't have like great multiplayer stuff yet either. So it sort of reinforces my whole thought process. I have both systems obviously like Xbox for multiplayer, PlayStation for single player. There we go. Because, like, why? I already pay into Game Pass, at least, and that's all sort of that. And this is just like... But, you know, inflation, they're just doing it because of inflation, so whatever. I mean, I could understand, like, if they wanted to do 10, even 15%. 15%, I'd be like, okay, like, whatever, you know, that's Netflix. You'd still knock them for that, but Jesus, Yeah. yeah. 30%? 30%? That is so fucking greedy. And, like, to me, this just helps push me back to my PC ecosystem, especially because they already announced, you know, all their PlayStation games will be coming to PC eventually. How much you want to bet it's going to be like, oh, these are the prices are going up, but for a limited time, they're on sale for the old price. It is insane because, okay, so, well, first of all, there was a meme, like, uh, a couple months ago where some dude in, like, I, I don't know, I want to say Pakistan, I could be wrong, it doesn't really matter. But he bought like twenty something years of PlayStation Plus in fear mm-hmm. of a price increase, and people were like on the internet were just like, "Dude, really?" Like, blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. I just saw people posing and like, he knew, like he knew, <laughs> like he's the one laughing now. And I'm just like, yeah. really? If you have, you know, especially thirty for every every sort of subscription service, that's probably a decent thought if you think you're gonna use it that long. But yeah. but um, for me, they're all gonna just, go up. I think the last time I paid for PlayStation Plus was during the pandemic when um, Fall Guys came out and I had that. Uh, but even then, like, I struggled to pay $60 a year because I was like, oh, yeah. The, those free games are shit. Fall Guys was the last decent one, I think, because, you know, they were, you know, co marketing it or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rocket League at the, you know, onset of PlayStation 4. But, like, those monthly games were such shit. Like, I, you know, average out, I'm like, I'm not even going to download this. I don't even want this adding to my history because then it's just something that's going to pop up in my history and I got to like scroll past it, right? Like, I just right. And, and you won't be able to play it once your expi- right. PlayStation exactly. expires. So $80 to me for the base tier. And the base tier is just you get your online play, you get your backup saves, and you can play you know paid multiplayer games online, which is like kind of fucked if I think about it. Like If you want to play a free-to-play game, like Fall Guys, we'll use that as an example, or Fortnite, you don't have to pay for PlayStation Plus. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you have like Street Fighter 6 or Madden or whatever, you need 
to have the PlayStation Ascent or Plus or whatever the base tier is, at least. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just bought a $70 game. You're telling me I need to pay you to play it online? Like, yeah. like how does that even make sense? Especially with these games where it's like Madden or, or you know, uh, Street Fighter, where that's one-to-one. Like, that's barely more than a peer connection, right? But you're saying 100 people can connect in the Fortnite lobby for free. Like, what is the justification there? I don't understand that. So to me, it's just... Microtransactions, I guess. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, this is completely fucked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It actually is making me... um, Because I slightly prefer the PlayStation controller lately. I got Street Fighter on PlayStation. But now I think I might just get uh, Mortal Kombat when I get that on Xbox. So I can let my uh, PlayStation Plus subscription go away for a little bit. Because... I don't I don't play other multiplayer games other than Street Fighter lately on it. So mm-hmm. goodbye. <laughs> it's yeah, shit. that's terrible. Because like, all right, let's say you got a PlayStation 5 day one, right? $500, right? And let's say PlayStation 5 is going to be around for seven years, you know, and you want to be PlayStation, you know, uh, plus subscriber so you can play your games with your friends and stuff like that. You're paying $8 a year. That adds up now. significantly. Mm-hmm. That adds up so quickly. And that's why it's definitely there's gonna be like these markdowns and deals all over the place. And it's like, oh, I'm getting a deal, but I'm paying the price I was paying before. And that's the insane thing because I'm paying attention on like the forms of like reset era or like Twitter or Reddit. And then mm-hmm. like there's two camps. There's a lot of people that are just like, fuck you, Sony, you're greedy as fuck. You know, this is what happens when they're uncontested, number one, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We've talked about that before. Uh, Huber Sony or whatever it was, uh, I forget the term. And there's other people who are like, oh well, arrogant. I just, I, yeah, arrogant Sony, thank you. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, I just, well, I just locked in my price for the next two years or whatever. Like that. I'm just like, you fucking people. Like, look, I get everybody wants to save money, but like, the best thing for you to do right now is to not renew. Like, just be like, you know what, fuck you. Like, I'm not doing this because all this is showing is that this is going to be pure profit. And they're not even getting anything for it, right? If they justified it with, hey, you're going to get one more PlayStation you know, game every month or something like that, even if they're going to be garbage, I could sort of understand that, right? Or you know, maybe limit like your access to um, whatever that middle tier is. It gets you access yeah. to like their back catalog. Maybe say like, oh, you can play one of these a month or two of these a month in the base, you know, the base tier. I could be like, hey, at least you're yeah. getting something that you weren't getting before. This is straight mm-hmm. up... You're getting nothing new? Fuck you. Give us money. And that's just insane to me for a 30% price increase. It was just like a dollar or two or whatever in a month. It's like, hey, you got Spider-Man coming. Oh, that's a single-player game. It doesn't even matter. It's like, what the heck? And that is insane, right? And I think, like you mentioned earlier, like they have no big multiplayer games on the horizon. I know like we have, what, like The Last of Us uh, Mercenary exclusives that I know of. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it, but uh, yeah. So, uh, and I kind of wonder if they timed it exactly with the Starfield news just to like kind of bury it, right? It's like, mm, oh, people will be I hating mean, Starfield. <laughs> well, it's like I said, like, you know, Microsoft's going up, I will go up too, and Starfield's got all these headlines and all this other stuff, so. Yep. But okay, uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, just as a reminder, we are on all your major podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. And please give us a subscription or a like. It helps us out greatly. Uh, leave a comment on any of our videos. 
which are up on YouTube the, the following day. So uh, anything you can do to help us out is a uh, thumbs up from us. And we'll see you next week. Take care.